0: And here we are towards the end of the program, and let's talk some quirky news. On the line is Brian Smith. G'day, Brian. G'day, David. And Errol Smith. G'day, Errol. G'day, David. G'day, Brian. Now, we uh, started last week in talking about how Ford was trying to bring on a number of people to be associated with them. Now, the Indian company Mahindra Automotive, uh, their Australian branch, part of the huge Mahindra group, which I believe is worth nearly $17 US dollars, they have now announced that Matthew Hayden, former Australian cricketer, is their brand ambassador for the next three years. Gentlemen, are you going to rush out and buy one of these utes and things that uh, they have on the market?
1: David, I find these brand ambassador things a curious thing. I mean, Mahindra Mm. says Matthew's the perfect fit you know, for the Mahindra brand in the Australian market. So they're saying that um, that his ability to, um, I don't know, um, <laughs> his well, a p- perfect match with his ability to, I don't
0: know, bowl a ball, well, hit a... No, no, I, I think there's a couple of words here. Powerful, that's nice. Good handling, which is okay mm-hmm. for a cricketer. Good fuel consumption, well, that could mean a number of things. So I'm not too sure about that. <laughs> mm, ethanol, David. Okay, yes. Is he likely to lie about his emissions? <laughs> Shane
1: Warne and uh, fake beans. <laughs> yes.
2: I, I don't know if he I is guess. right, David, because Mahindra basically sells utilities. they basically got two, a couple of models. Hayden wasn't just a utility batsman. <laughs> he was a specialist yeah yeah, and, and uh, the other thing is he's a left-hander but he's trying to sell right-hand drive vehicles <laughs> so it just doesn't seem like a good fit to me well look
1: there is. A, he says he's, he, he grew up on a farm so he can relate to Mahindra's range of no-nonsense farming equipment and vehicles that focus on family adventure and practicality now I, I did a bit of research and uh, wanted to find well, what sort of car does he drive and, and in 2008 he was a, a spokesperson for Ford so he was given a Free Ford, along with other cricketers Andrew Simons and Michael Hussey, and so he was a Ford man. And so I'm not sure
0: again um, if you, if you're a good fit for Ford, are you a good fit for Mahindra? He's not playing in the top team anymore, so perhaps no. well, uh,
2: it might represent him being retired, part of the yeah. local stream. Yes, well, well, basically, as, as we discussed last week with uh, Ford's new sort of advertising, um, Hayden's just way too old for for there. <laughs> Now. i wonder if he has a appeal in the indian market because so cricket is even well bigger yes there than he's, he's here, played a lot of, of cricket course. in india I, I
1: don't think anyone has suggested he's fixed any matches in india like some of the other cricketers that are about but um he's very um recognizable in india so but isn't Mahindra interested in selling their cars elsewhere i guess australia matthew hayden gives them a you know a different market maybe
0: they say Mahindra, as the company plans a slew of new automotive products launched to be launched over the next eighteen months. So, does that mean Hayden and his wife are going to have a lot more children? You
2: uh, know, yeah. that,
0: are you going to mirror the company yeah, that it, you're going to stand? Expansion. At? Perhaps we can relate Mahindra's range of no-nonsense farming as you equipment as you said. Uh, no nonsense. That means it's cheap and nasty, does it? Yes. And, and Vehicles that focus on the family, that means they have more than one seat. Yeah. Uh, they talk about adventure, that means you're more likely to be stuck in a range of more outward locations.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Having to find a way home.
0: Yes. And practicality, well, they're a ute. Okay. Um,
2: yeah, yeah. They're designed for the outfield. Oh, yeah. Well, they make tractors this- too, David.
0: From tractors to utility vehicles. So Matthew Hayden's personality cuts across customer segments. Mm. Name me another ambassador from another company. Uh,
1: Stephanie Rice um, for a while. <laughs> Please, January she got booted.
2: <laughs> well, I think well, there he's got, a, some, there think there he's got a better deal than, than trying to sell air conditioners, like our, uh, our former captain is. That's oh, right. yes.
0: Punter
1: yeah. Ponting sells, um, what does he sell? Like? Uh,
0: vitamins. vitamins. Mm. So it's Jeep, of course, had some. Jeep had some, but um, I'm not quite sure that's all above board. Uh-huh. You know, they, they have different things.
2: All right. Uh, well, uh, Errol, uh, wearing a seatbelt's an important thing, would you say? Oh, absolutely, David. But um, I think this is more of a kids' story because there's a bear in there and a chair as well. <laughs> there are police with guns and stories to tell <laughs> of how they couldn't arrest a man with a bear in the back seat of his car because it was wearing a seatbelt. It's play school, Russian style. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very good. This guy's driving, someone from behind taking this picture yeah, of several, this bear.
2: This is a brown bear. Uh, this is, a brown bear is a big bear. This is like a grizzly, except apparently this is a young one. So basically the police were going to charge this guy, but they couldn't because the bear was wearing a seatbelt.
0: <laughs> Looking at the pictures, it looks like the bear fills up the whole of the yeah. back of the car. But he's leaning out. Yeah.
1: you notice like he's got, You he can yeah. be charged to having his, his sort of elbow out of the window sill. But clearly, yeah. this is how this happened in Russia. Clearly, they have the right to bear arms.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 also, of course, it's Russia. And so this is the national a national animal, isn't it? Oh, I mean, the Russian, true, the Russian bear. bear.
1: So, yeah, so he's, he's making being a patriotic. political statement. And yeah. perhaps his rights to free speech would have been infringed
0: otherwise. <laughs> yeah, that, w- that would go well in a Russian court, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I, uh, I suspect,
2: Dad, um, I wonder if maybe the cop was just too scared to go up to the car in case he just let the bear loose.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, who asked the bear whether he was wearing a seatbelt? It's not an easy thing to disprove, is it?
2: I'm not arresting him until I hear, hear him speak. <laughs> they, they reckon the bear was only a year old So I was wondering, does, does it have to use a booster seat?
1: Ah, this <laughs> is a very good point Yeah, perhaps a, okay. a, Like a, one of those capsules
0: Alright, some interesting stuff uh, From Russia The only other thing I was going to say is If it's alright for the bear to have its head out the window and that, I presume then you could Have a giraffe with its head out of the sunroof As long as it's wearing a seatbelt
1: <laughs> That seems fair And is watch it, out for low bridges
0: Yes. <laughs> Brian, a story
1: David, this is uh, Melbourne News now and the local council um, has, has done something rather clever with a laneway uh, which was uh, known as uh, Walnut Street it's quite narrow in the Yarra, um, Yarra city and the council repainted the roadway bright yellow with lots of other sort of colours, a sort of bold colour scheme, in order to, to communicate that um, this is not a regular road, it's a two way little street, little lane, but really only room for one car to pass and a lot of pedestrians use the lane so it's quite a clever way to um, to first of all make sure drivers understand that they're in a kind of unusual situation and to also brighten up and, and give a lot of visual interest to what is uh, what can be a pretty ordinary looking lane I'd like to see this spread around to other places David
0: yeah yellow splotches of orange and red dots and things mm. and shapes all over it I think it represents a real psychological test. Mm. If you were to see that, would you actually drive over it? Or would you feel that it was just not meant to be a road? Wow, that's a good. Thing. I would. So, I would. Yeah. So
1: you yeah. really shouldn't be in here. It looks more like a child's playground.
2: Yes. Yes. I don't know if this is going to be a safe thing or not because the the picture has a kid with a red shirt on, and he pretty much blends into. The, um, the colouring like on the painted. road is almost camouflaged. Yeah. And if I was yeah. a young kid and I saw this, I'd think it was uh, a park to play on. So I think that they've mm-hmm. actually made it more dangerous, not less. I, no, I hope, I I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I'm very conservative, I think, in that area about not breaking the rules and what have you.
0: Do you guys feel guilty in a bus lane with a painted surface, even when if you're moving into the
2: lane to turn left at the next intersection? Well, da- David, I, maybe it's weird, but I feel, I feel like I'm worried about the paint.
1: Oh, okay. In what so way? I'm, I
2: feel for someone who has to come around and repaint it over and over and over. Patched. Oh, say. okay.
1: I think that the paint will last for ten years. I don't know they're going to repaint it, uh, and it's a non-slip surface. So I think they've,
2: I think they've got you covered, Errol. It is a yellow brick road, and te- technically, it is in Oz. <laughs>
0: It's between two buildings. I mean, it doesn't look like a road, does it? I mean, it's not as no. if it's got curb and guttering either side. It's got brick walls and you know. Well, look, it's been uh,
1: successful. There's a lot more people apparently, um, you know, coming to cafes nearby to to look at it. So it's it's doing its job.
0: It costs twenty-two thousand nine hundred dollars to do over ten years. I guess that's about three grand a year. Maybe it's uh, well and truly worth it. Errol, you like gadgets? Tell me about one from the UK.
2: Well, if like outboard motors, um, normally they're the realm of water-going variety of transport. But don't rule out the idea for your bicycle. And so we've got something called the Wheezy. I assume that's because they're aiming this at people who would normally get Wheezy if they don't have it. What it is, is it's basically an electric motor with a battery that you strap onto the back of your bike. Almost like a trailer. And it pushes it along from behind. Is this Mm. a good idea?
0: Wheezy, Wheezy, gee, uh, could they think of a more negative name?
2: Yes, they could yes,
0: yes. Call it the unfit or the obese or <laughs> I'm too lazy to pedal.
1: It's a, uh, well, it's I'm not a sure great it's going to it's, it's taking push off. It's your bike along. I, I think it's a great thing. Mm. You can take it off and, you know, it gives you a bit of assistance. But, yeah, the name is a bit tricky, but I think it's an interesting idea.
0: Brian, I think it could totally revolutionise this type of thing, the hydrogen-powered bicycle as well. You know, things that give you about 40k, which is quite a lot, I yep. could revolutionise local transport because the real big issue is often getting to the bus stop or getting to the train or, or doing a short trip. But, you know, if you're on a hill, a short trip can become a, a quite an effort.
2: Mm, or at, at least, this a, or one, least a sweaty trip.
0: You know, Errol, you've hit right on the point I want to make. I think bike lobbyists should stop talking about bikes making you fit. And the reason is two things. One is, if you're only going to use it for short trips, it's not going to get you very fit. But the other thing is, gets you fit, makes you think of several things. An awful lot of effort and a lot of sweat.
1: Yeah, that's right, rather than just... Jumping yeah, on it, and right, using
0: it. Yeah, wh- whereas yeah. what we want is the bike to be used by, I, I heard a, a mayor from South Australia who rides a bike and doesn't ride in Lycra. She rides in a gear that she works in and just takes it easy and doesn't go a great distance. And so it, it's not this super fit, super healthy mm. sort of person. It's It's you or me, not that I'm suggesting any of us here are unfit, but it's a case that it's more adaptable to everyday life rather than just to people who happen to be a fitness uh, fanatic.
2: Good point, very Um, good point. David, it's a great idea, but I don't know if it'll actually come into existence because of this It's of course, a Kickstarter thing. Kickstarter. um, They haven't made their goal as we speak. There's a week or so to go, so... Uh, You know, if you love the idea of something called a Wheezy, how did you get here? Oh, my Wheezy. Wrong. Um, (laughs) Yes. But, uh, yeah. Maybe if they make a lot of
1: money, they can afford to change the name.
0: I've just got a Wheezy to help push me along. It'd have to have pretty good control. I think there's a hand throttle, but there's also some other devices linked to your pedals. I'm not sure how that works. It'd have to be pretty good because you wouldn't want it to start pushing when you're starting to brake.
2: Yeah. Stop.
0: (laughs) Uh, That's the reason I went through the red stoplight, officer. My my wheezy was pushing me. (laughs) I really wanted to stop,
2: honest. I was so wheezy I couldn't stop.
0: (laughs) All right, gentlemen, we uh, talk about all forms of transport here, and I appreciate your input. Thanks very much for your time. No worries. Uh, It's Errol Smith and Brian Smith talking some unusual stories to do with motoring and transport.